All right, welcome in Undraftables Podcast Bonus Pod. I think it's Bonus Pod number five overall episode number thirteen. Cade Carlton, Cade Livingston, with you to kick off the week on this Monday. Uh, Going to have a full show um, tomorrow or Wednesday one with at least one, maybe two interviews. But I uh, wanted to hop on and do a bonus pod today before we get anything. Um, I'll go on the other end of the phone and say what's up to Cade Livingston. Uh, what's going on, man? It's uh, good to be here. Uh, you know, action-packed uh, sports weekend. So, thought you know, we probably needed to do a little bonus pod to get everything just from the weekend end. You know, on our podcast. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, just craziness, and in a good way. A lot of good things happened. Uh, a lot of good sports, but then you got this football thing going on. So it's like, hey, let's do a bonus pod today. Yep, uh, you know, we're going to hit on the NBA, maybe touch a little bit on the PGA. That's something we'll get in more to uh, on our actual pod later in the week. But, um, yeah, man, how about the NBA this weekend? Uh, a lot of good games. We saw some beef with Kyle Lowry and Aaron Gordon. Uh, TJ Warren continues to go off. Uh and it's 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 kind of been crazy, and we saw this week officially. Uh, I guess it was yesterday officially that the New Orleans Pelicans with Zion Williamson, who whew, looked uh, bad in the bubble, are officially out of the playoffs. So it was an action-packed NBA weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got you've got Kyle Lowry telling. Um, you know, Aaron Gordon, what room number he's in. Then you got the Clippers making fun of Dame. And then Dane yeah. dropping a fifty-one piece last night. Yeah, uh, but they, you know, they took their beef to social media, and um, I don't know. Like I, you know, Dane missed the free throws. I mean, there's no doubt he can't. He's got to own that. But yeah. you know, like, and I like Patrick Beverly. He's an Arkansas dude, you know. Um, and then I like Paul George, but guys, like y'all ain't done nothing, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, if I'm Paul George, I'm not saying anything to anybody about anything like that because dude, he's team hop for three or four years now. Yeah, you know? they and, made him team hop last year because he beat him in the Western Conference semifinals, you know? Yep. And it's just, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, and then Beverly, man, like, I get, like, I think sometimes guys like Patrick Beverly and Draymond Green, like they kind of just say stuff because, like, they've created this persona. Yeah. And like, well, we got to do something. Yeah. Well, know? and they're just instigating stuff. That's all they do is yeah. just instigate stuff. And then, like, when it comes down to it, they'll be like, ah, you know, I didn't really mean it. Whatever. Like, they just like to instigate stuff. Yep. And I like, I mean, Draymond Green got five, fined $50,000, you know, and which I think is ridiculous, but like, he's always got to be doing something. And, um, crap, he got into it with Chuck on the TNT yeah. show, you yeah. know, and, um, well, and I guess you, you know. saw what the Phoenix Suns did yesterday because they played yeah. yesterday and they tweeted something about 50,000 reasons to love Devin Booker with a couple of action shots of Devin Booker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I get what Draymond's saying and, and stuff, but what's going to be funny um, is if when the Warriors trade Draymond Green, Wiggins, and their first-round pick for Devin Booker. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how awesome is that going to be? Um, there'll be some good tweets and storylines about that, too. I wonder if he'll get his 50000 back if that happens. 
I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think the NBA is in a very giving mood when it comes to money like that. No, especially now that they're losing so much money. Um, yeah. yeah, being down in the bubble. But you know, you had Dame's fifty-one point game, um, and then but how about Luca's performance Saturday night? Or yeah, guess what? Saturday night, like just incredible. Um, just the triple double, thirty mm-hmm. point, another thirty point triple double, nineteen assists, fourteen rebounds. I mean, they're they're going to be a tough first round out, you know. And, yeah, like, and I'm telling you, like I'm telling you, we talked about it last week of how, about how I thought Paul George was playing better, and even though Paul George is not a uh, is not a guy that usually wins the big playoff series, uh, you know, except for that one year in Indiana where they went to the conference finals and LeBron like skull drug him. Uh, like you know, I thought the Clippers were a team to watch and a team that could come out of the West, but I don't like that first round matchup with Dallas if Dallas is a seven seed. Like well, that's that's not a good matchup for them. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's a tough matchup, but I mean, come on, they've got two guys that can guard Luca too. Like yeah. I mean, Kawhi Leonard may be the best defender in the game. Um, I, to me. If I'm Dallas, I'm wanting somebody – like I would rather play Denver or somebody like right. that. Um, but whoever they play, is, it's going to be a good first-round series. Like I, I don't know that there's going to be a bad playoff series in the Western Conference. Um, No. I think if the Grizzlies get the eight seed or the Spurs get the eight seed, like that could get ugly with the Lakers. Um, I think Lakers-Blazers would be very interesting. I think that could go six. Uh, I, I think it could go six and even seven, and I would love for it to go seven and and you know Dame have a chance to win a game seven against LeBron. Like, can you imagine if LeBron loses in the first round? Just the craziness of sports talk that will happen. I mean, yeah, Skip Skip Bayless will go like he may have to like he may retire because I, I think that's like his. One thing that he wants to happen is see LeBron get beat in the first round as a one seed. Yeah, because LeBron's <sighs> never lost a first round playoff series ever. Nope, never. Nope. So, and I'm not betting on that this year. I just I don't think that's going to happen. But that would be interesting uh, if the Trailblazers got that eight seed. Uh, I think the I think the only one that might be not interesting is the Nuggets and the Jazz. If that's the three six matchup, because the Jazz haven't looked very good in the bubble, and the Nuggets have so. That yeah. would be the only one that's not interesting in the West. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in the East, I don't uh, – man, the Bucks. I don't think they've looked very good. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. There's something missing for me with them. Um, you know, seeing Giannis airball free throws and three-pointers, it's like I don't think he's ready to lead a team to a championship yet. I mean, he's an unbelievable talent. But uh, it's different to do it in a regular season than go do it in the playoffs. So – um, I don't know. I, I'm not expecting the Bucks to come out of the East, but there's no series in the first round that's intriguing to me either. So, um, because the Sixers are not healthy, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess the four or five. Who would the four or five matchup be right now? Is it uh, somebody in the Pacers? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Let me. I have it pulled up here. It's uh, Heat Pacers four or five. That, that that could get interesting because you got T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler kind of yeah. got a little. Yeah, they play tonight. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, you know they they got into it in the regular season, and you know Jimmy Butler's not backing down from anybody. So, 
who has been your MVP of the bubble so far? TJ Warren for sure. Like TJ Warren has gone off. He's gone from being like just um I don't know, kind of like an everyday starter type guy that's not really just a superstar that Phoenix traded away for virtually nothing to dropping 52 points on the Sixers and then backing it up with like a 37-point performance, you know, their next game. Like, that dude's been incredible in the bubble. Uh, you know, he, he probably has been, um, you know, but I think you got to look at Luka. As, yeah. As a or and what about Devin Booker? I mean, the Suns are the only undefeated team in the bubble, and he's been incredible for them. Um, and then Dame, I mean, <laughs> Dame has been really good. There's been a lot of really good performances out there in the bubble, and and it's not come from necessarily the superstars, you know. And, yeah. Which which to me is a good thing because you know LeBron's going to have that game or two or stretch run, you know. Um, Giannis is going to, Kawhi is going to, um, you know, so you're going to see it eventually. Um, so that, that, that to me makes it even more exciting. Uh, Michael, Michael Porter Jr. has been really good out there. Yeah. And I don't, um, I'm, I'm not worried about the Lakers like everyone else is because, like, <laughs> they're just coasting at this point. They clinched the one seed, like, why try at this point, you know? Well, see, I, see, I'm, I'm different. I am worried about them. Because if this was if, – if we didn't have the pandemic, yeah, they're on coast mode. But you, they haven't played in how many months. And now is not the time to be like, ah, we've got it in the bag, especially with the way they're shooting. Yeah. Um, like if they weren't shooting an abysmal percentage from three-point, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. But I don't know. Like there's something, there's something kind of missing. Maybe they miss Avery Bradley a little more than what they thought. Um and then they, you know, the guys they signed brought in like Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. Those are gunners. Like they need shots. Yeah. But like, who are you going to get shots from? You know, like in the playoffs, it's going to be LeBron and Anthony Davis. <laughs> and you know, if they don't shoot it, it better be a wide open layup or a wide open corner three. So, um, and Danny Green can't throw in the ocean right now. So, um, I don't know. I'm a little more worried about them. One, I hope they get beat the first round because I'm not a Lakers fan. So, um, but I also know that the NBA will do whatever they can to make sure they at least make a little run in the playoffs as well. So, yeah, you don't want it to be like Bucks Nuggets in the finals. That's just not very interesting. For, it, if, for the, if there was a, ever a year to do it, it'd be this year though. Because yeah, yeah, people are going to watch because there won't be anything else on TV because. Uh, who knows if college football is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, what the finals will be like mid October or September, or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't even know at this yeah. point, but yeah. So I mean, I, I uh, it's been interesting. I've loved the the broadcast. Um, it's made me question why, you know, like my biggest question with NBA, and like I get it to an extent because of logistics, like, but on the broadcast, like the national people can be there, and they have been there for the broadcast, but like they aren't allowing any of the local uh, TV or radio to be there, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But then on the flip side, I'm like, all right, so if the NBA is allowing national broadcasts to be there, uh, and they've sounded, they've been pretty good. Why can't Major League Baseball do the same thing with local and national broadcasts? Because that's the one thing the NBA has done right with allowing the broadcasters to be there because it's not nearly as good when everyone is remote and not at the side of the game. No, I mean, I agree. And 
because in baseball, your broadcasters are so high up, you know, off the field, they could, you could have no interaction between them and the players. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, you know, granted, you want the interviews and stuff, but hey, I give me a live in person broadcast and well, let the. And let them make the sacrifice of, okay, we can't go down on the field. Well, and what the crazy thing about it is, like, and I was watching the Cubs a couple weeks ago. The Cubs were on the road. I think they were playing like the Reds. The Cubs sideline reporter or dugout reporter or whatever they want to call in a baseball was there, but the two main broadcasters were back at Wrigley Field broadcasting remotely. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That makes no sense whatsoever. So I just like the discrepancy in that from league to league has kind of annoyed me because these telecast and radio broadcasts that are remote are not very good. No, they're not. Um, but heck, who knows if how much longer baseball is going to last? Cardinals can't seem to figure this out right now. Yeah, that's that's an absolute dumpster fire. Like, and I get it. You have to play because of money and sponsorship deals and TV deals and all that. And I get of why you have to play and try and salvage this season. But, like, at what point does it just not become worth it? Because at this point, you're you're missing 12 games at the – at best, you're missing 12 games. Um, I think you're probably missing more because I don't know if they're going to get the weekend series in. So, let's say they don't play this weekend. They're missing 15 games in a 60-game season – with only 40-something days to make those games up. Like, at what point does it just not become worth it anymore? It's got to be getting close, and it's got to be getting frustrating for for these other teams that are actually doing doing this the right way. Um, I, I don't know. It's just – it's crazy. Um, just like you thought they had it figured out, and then, nope. You know, maybe they're just scared of the Cubs. I think you know? they might have – I don't know why. I, I don't know why you'd be scared of the Cubs. Like you look at their record, sure, but they hadn't hit the ball well in a week, and their bullpen is awful. So, like, I'm just <laughs> like I think they're going to win the Central, but I don't know necessarily how much of an accomplishment that is because the Central's awful. So I don't know, but yeah. um, I don't know. That'll be interesting. Um, so NBA was cool this week. Um, it had some golf this weekend. So sports were. Had a really, really, really good sports weekend. One of the best sports weekends we've had all year, especially with the PGA being as highly contested as it was. And we'll talk more about that um, either tomorrow or Wednesday. We'll have a podcast up with uh, Bob Herrick, who is a senior golf writer at ESPN.com. It was actually uh, one of the few media members allowed in this week. So get his perspective on things in the PGA. So we aren't going to touch as much on that in this podcast, but, uh, just you know, real quick yeah. on, the, on the PGA. Did you see, uh, where Steph Curry was there? I did. did, did yeah. You, I, pretty, I under, pretty cool. I don't understand why he was there, but yeah, he was. So, whatever. Uh, you know, to when, Steph, I guess. Uh, yeah. When you, when you're Steph Curry, I guess you can just make a phone call and say you're part of the media. Uh, yeah, I don't right, know. Yeah. It is what it is. But uh, now we'll get into some more of that uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Also going to try to get into some NBA talk, working on a few potential guests for that. So hopefully something coming on that Tuesday or Wednesday. But uh, one thing we wanted to get into before we get out of here on this bonus pod, episode 13 overall, um, is some of the stuff we've seen in college football um, and not even college football, just college sports in general for the fall over the course of the last uh, 48 hours or so. So we're recording this on uh, Monday, August 10th, around three o'clock in the afternoon. 
And so in the last 48 hours, maybe even 72 hours, we've seen the uh, MAC announce that they canceled football for the uh, 2020 season, which, I mean, sure, it's a loss. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. Other than that, uh, ESPN is going to miss out on the few Tuesday, Wednesday night matching games. So, and everything you saw was like, I don't expect every conference to follow along with this. Uh, you know, this is just isolated to the MAC. It could happen, but don't expect every conference. And so, what we've seen now after that uh, started, I guess, about 24 hours ago, maybe a little bit less than that, is that the Big Ten and the Pac 12. Um, announced or it didn't announce but it's rumored that they are postponing or canceling their fall sports season altogether it started the movement of players on twitter of hashtag we want to play and it's just turned into this whole mess where today every single big 10 football coach is coming out with some type of statement or some type of tweet talking about how we want to play um and i just think i think we're getting to a point where like, unless you have a very, very, very good reason and can explain to 18 to 22-year-old kids and their coaches how, you know, this is going to be bad and people are going to die and you have the numbers to back it up and all that, I just don't think you can cancel it. I think you have to start it, and then if it gets bad, you scrap it, but you have to start it. Well, here here's my biggest complaint with all this, and – the Mac started it by by making the uh, making it seem like they canceled because of COVID. When we know that's part of it, that, like this this COVID is real, but it is not. Uh, it's not the reason that they canceled. They canceled because they lost all their money games, and they were going to lose a ton of money by playing. Yeah. Just be transparent with us, like Big Ten, Pac twelve. If you don't want to play, be transparent about it. Don't. Like, don't give us excuses. But what I don't understand about the Big Ten and the Pac-12 is last week they can announce their schedule and everything. Everything we're we're on on part of play. Everything's good, and then all of a sudden, three days later, no, this is bad. Like that that doesn't yeah. make any sense. You know, where's where's the leadership there? Um, who's not communicating with each other? Like, if I'm not, if I know I'm not going to play, I'm not announcing my schedule. Yeah. You know, and um, that's the disappointing part is, you know, the NCAA is supposed to be over these conferences. There's no leadership there, which no. trickles down to no, no leadership in these conferences. Um, you know, and I, I just, I just don't. You know, if if it's if it's truly because of COVID, you know, they like you said, have the numbers to back it up. Okay, like I think as a country, we can live with that. May not be happy about it. But if you if you have numbers to back it up, okay. But if it's because of what something else, then that's that's just that's not right to these kids and these yeah. coaches that have worked. You know, they, you never should have brought these people back on campus. No, I agree. And like everything with this is so political, and like I don't want to get political with it, but I mean, I guess it's anytime you bring up COVID or coronavirus, it's going to get somewhat political. But like, you know, my thing is like. Why is it just about coronavirus and not about the lasting effects of canceling everything? Because, and I'm not saying that the coronavirus isn't real. I, I believe it is. I'm not saying it isn't dangerous. I believe it is dangerous. But, like, as humans, for thousands and thousands of years, 
what we have done is mitigate risk. Like every time I get in my car, there's a chance that I could get hit head on and die. I still get in my car. Like there is risk in everyday life and it's about mitigating that risk. And like, sure, like this is a bigger risk than almost any other thing you're going to do. I get it. I'm not saying it's not. But at the end of the day, like you can't bring college kids on campus and tell them there's going to be a season. And then, you know, two weeks before we're supposed to play, just scrap it. And then do you do that without looking at the lasting effects. If you cancel fall sports this year, there are more lasting effects with the cancellation of fall sports than there would be playing, uh, you know, with COVID. Because if you cancel fall sports, athletic departments are going to be strapped. They're going to be low on funds, which means they're going to have to scrap like sports information departments, sports compliance departments. It's also probably going to trickle into recruiting. Your recruiting budget is going to lower. So therefore, you know, you aren't going to be able to go on the road as much. You might have to lower your scholarships. You're going to have to, you know, lower your numbers on coaching staffs. Like every athletic department across the country, power five or group of five, if you don't play fall sports is going to be strapped for money. And then you get into the point where it's like, Okay, if we aren't playing fall sports, what do we do with these kids? Are we telling a sophomore, "Hey, sorry, we know I know you didn't get to play fall sports this year, uh, but you're going to go into next year as a junior with only two years of eligibility left." Like, I just don't. We don't have the answers to these questions, and I just think the financial repercussions of not playing fall sports, both athletically and academically. I mean, because let's be real, nobody knows who Alabama is because of their academics, but their academics thrive because of their athletics. Like academics and athletics across the country are going to be screwed for the next five years if you cancel fall sports. I mean, this is not just a one-year thing. This is a five, six, seven-year thing where, you know, we're going to look up, it's going to be 2025, and we still haven't recovered from canceling fall sports this this year. No, I mean, it's... (laughs) It's incredible that an election has drove our country and, and people to this point. Because that's what this is. Like, If this is a non-election year, this is not an issue. Like, It's not even being discussed. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter what side of this you're on. Both sides have people that are saying and doing crazy stuff. But I just, like, I don't know. I, this is where leadership comes in, and we're seeing a lack of it. And Across uh, the board. Across the board. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's college athletics, high school athletics. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, local or state or, um, you know, national government. And, like, there are some state leaders that are doing it. But, like, in Arkansas, like, we still don't have the answers on if we're playing high school sports and how we're going to do it. Like, nobody is willing to step up and say, all right, this is what we're doing, and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, I mean it's it's just unbelievable that we can't get this figured out. Yeah, you know? and, um, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm on Twitter right now, and uh, uh, Hunter Yurchek is on the Fine Bomb Show, and uh, it looks like the SEC is going to be the big dog in this, like always. Um, they're going to stand, and he says right here, we're not going to panic because another Power Five. Co- conference may be making a different decision there's no need to rush into making those decisions yeah i mean thank you you know that that's a little bit of leadership right there you know that uh that that we're seeing and that we're hopefully the sec 
just says, you know what? Forget everybody else. We're going to go do our own thing. And if you want to join us, come on. Like, we're going to create a new deal, you know? And because that's what we're coming to. The NCAA, as we know it, is going to be no more. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it, it's just getting crazy out there. That's for sure. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know, man. Like I just have, I have a lot of friends or people that I just like respect in college athletics, um, you know, working in, you know, athletics department, whether it's sports information, whether it's like compliance or whether it's just coaches or whatever. And a lot of good people off of this are, you know, going to lose their job because we don't play fall sports and therefore the athletic budgets are going to decrease and therefore there's not going to be enough money to pay their salary. Like I just, I think before we do this, we have to look at all of the possible effects and the possible outcomes of it and then determine if we want to do it because right now it's all about coronavirus and like I get it. It's, it's dangerous and you know, there's a lot of risks with it, but at the same time, like it has to be about more than coronavirus and also about, um, are we going to be able to recover from this and have college athletics like we've known them two years from now or three years from now or four years from now? Yeah. And, and, and people saying right now that, you know, oh, you know, these are the same people that are mad right now are the ones that refuse to wear a mask because of their rights and they're blaming people that didn't wear masks. We're not allowing fans in the stands. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Like <laughs> the the coronavirus was not going anywhere. Like if you put on a mask on, it's not going to all of a sudden disappear. I mean, like, so quit, people need to quit blaming it on that. But that goes back to the political side of this. And, you know, the, they're going to tie it into it. Somehow this is going to be Donald Trump's fault, you know, and, and that, that's just kind of the way it is. And if Joe Biden wins the next election, the next thing is it's going to be his fault. You know, yeah. it's just, instead of no, let's take responsibility and find a way to do this. And, and I think the, the, the conferences have found a way to do it. They've got their athletes back on campus. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, like I, I get that academics is important, but let's like you said alabama academics is not what it is without alabama football yeah and and so um i think that these schools can create a bubble for their athletes if they just go online classes only don't let kids come on campus you know that are not athletes for at least a semester and let's try to figure it out and then let's see what happens in spring semester maybe letting some kids back on campus but these kids need to play Mm -hmm. um it's going to create even more chaos because we're not even getting into um let's say we cancel all college sports this year what happens to eligibility yeah that's the thing like and and you told your your baseball kids in the in the spring that they would get the extra year of eligibility it wouldn't affect them but i mean you're talking about a whole lot more sports in the fall than you are in the spring well okay and let's say that we have to cancel the spring sports as well and winter sports are you going to give baseball players two more years of eligibility? No, yeah. because like most of those kids will have graduated by that time. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. Like it, it, we're going down a slippery slope, and 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 like always, it seems like college athletics is looking to the SEC to kind of stand firm on this, and um, hopefully they can because a lot of other people will will follow in their footsteps. You know, especially yeah. your group of fives down in the south. Um, one thing. This, so, uh, you know, I've been reading up on this, um, 
it does look like the Big Ten and Pac-12 will cancel. Like they, they're just there's no leadership there. Right. It looks like the the SEC Big Twelve is going to play. And I was looking at some ACC stuff. They're on the fence because look at the teams in their league. They're the only league that is made up of teams that are, you know, north and south in in our country. Right. And and guess guess who which teams are the ones that don't want to play? The teams in the north. Yeah. The teams in the south want to play. What's going to happen there? Like, I'm telling you, this is the perfect time for these power fives to just start over. No, and, I agree. And and the thing with the ACC is like the, the coronavirus, as we've learned, has affected the northeast part of the country much worse than it's affected like some of these southern cities and even like even at this point like out west like the numbers have started to go down out there but like they're skyrocketing up north so like any of these schools in the northeast i don't blame them but at the same time like if if the numbers aren't terrible in the south like you have to get on with life and start playing football especially in the south where it is such a money-making enterprise i mean it, I, I don't know like to me, it's going to come down to SEC, Big 12, ACC saying, hey, we're going to play football. Any of you Big 10, Pac-12 teams that want to come along, come on. We're we're going to make our own rules. Here we go. Yeah, you know? and, and, and I think the AAC and the CUSA and the Sun Belt, too, who are all predominantly Southern leagues, are also going to join in on this and play. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe there's something that they can, you know, they can figure out all together because you know we need to play. We need we, we there needs to be this just for our country. Just to we've seen how good the pro sports has been about coming back and how it's been healthy for our country. Right. And and uh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, it seems like it changes every ten minutes. You know. Yeah. That's you, the you just don't know. And I just I. I don't. Uh, I don't wish I was anybody in college athletics right now because there's just so much unknown. Like there's just there's the unknown to not knowing whether you know we're going to play fall sports or not, and there's also the unknown of like, am I going to have a job tomorrow? You know, I just right. I just well, um, I don't know. Some of me wishes that I that I could make the decision because I that's what we need. You know, we need somebody that can make a decision, right or wrong. Make a decision. You know, quit going back and forth. Let's get this figured out. Yeah, and I'm on board with starting everything, and then if it's far worse than we imagined, quickly shutting it down and saying, all right, you know, we tried. It didn't work, but at least we tried. Yep, so. no, I'm I'm with you on it. So yeah. Ho- hopefully, you know, who knows when our next, uh, you know, our pod, another pod tomorrow or Wednesday, and who knows what it'll be. I'm sure we'll have more talking points by then. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll have Bob Herrig of ESPN Golf. Uh, we're going to interview him tomorrow. Still trying to work on, uh, you know, someone associated with the NBA. Try to do a little playoff preview. So depending on when we can get somebody on for that, it might be Wednesday before we get something out. But uh, we'll be back later this week at some point. Just wanted to get something out, uh, you know, today since it was an action-filled weekend and continuing to see breaking news across sports and kind of seeing college football change uh, you know as we know it so uh, appreciate everyone listening uh, have a great week stay safe and for Kate Livingston I'm Kate Carlton so long everyone <laughs>